problems come. Life is difficult. It brings challenge. It brings hardship. Yep, pain is inevitable, but misery, that's optional. Hey, this is Dawn Damon, the Braveheart Mentor, and this is my podcast, The Bravehearted Woman. I'm here to raise the brave in you, so hit subscribe if you haven't done so. That way you'll never miss another episode. You ready? Let's get brave. Hey, everybody. Welcome to The Bravehearted Woman. I'm Dawn Damon, your Braveheart Mentor and your Braveheart Activator. I'm here to challenge you to push you in the tush to get you going to make necessary changes in your life to do brave things to stretch to grow to whatever you do never stop but to get your vision for the future to help you keep going we're going to crush this thing called midlife you're able to you've got so much more in you than maybe what anyone's told you lately or maybe what you've told yourself lately or what you even believe that you're capable of You got this, girl. I want to talk to you today about what to do when challenges and problems come your way. Will difficult experiences crush you? That's what I want to delve into today on our episode of The Bravehearted Woman. You know, life can be difficult, can't it? There are hardships. I hear from women all the time that are experiencing something that They say, I never thought I would go through this. It happens to other people, but it doesn't happen to me. And yet here I am now, I'm faced with a very painful, difficult situation. What do I do? And so we often think that when challenges come our way, we often think that we're going to be prepared, that we're going to be ready. But the truth is, is that we often are not. Now we have more control over our circumstances than what we think. You have more power over negative circumstances, maybe than what you believe. For example, how deep they impact you, how intense the pain is, or the duration, how long something is going to last. You actually have more influence over it. And that is because you do get to decide the lens in which you're going to look through to frame your problems, to talk about your difficulties, to think about these challenges. And I want to equip you today with an outlook, a philosophy on problems. And so often when we face problems, we're gonna answer three questions or we're going to adopt one of these mindsets. One is gonna be, I can grow from this. And one might be, I'm a failure. I can't do anything right. And the other one might be, I'm a victim. The world is out to get me. So what attitude do you have? And by the way, Your upbringing, your training, what was modeled for you, what you observed in life, the behaviors that you saw, that's most likely how you are today, unless you've done some real deep work to say that right there, that attitude or that behavior or that philosophy or position in life or outlook, I don't want that. And I'm going to work real hard not to be that way, not out of judgment and bitterness, but just out of a powerful mindset that says That's not going to serve me well, but you've learned your position. You've learned your mindset. You've learned your attitudes. So I want to draw your attention to them today. I want to equip you for bad times because yeah, we're going to have setbacks, tragedies, trials. We're going to have obstacles and difficulties and rejections. So I'm going to give you seven 
statements today, seven things that will help you build a powerful philosophy. All right, are you ready? Because when you have these statements, when you ingest them and really work them into your spirit and your mind, you can gain victory over whatever you face. You are an overcomer. People try to avoid pain, but there is no gain without pain. We know that saying, you can overcome painful situations we realize how precious life is and we can embrace that pain. We can learn from it, okay? We're not just being Pollyanna and putting our head in the sand, but we are going to adopt a positive outlook. So let me give you these seven. Are you ready? Here we go. Number one, this is so important to know, you will outlive all of your problems. You will outlive your problems. Trust that God is going to bring you through. See, we already have the promise. If you are a born-again believer and a Christian, we already know that in the end, we win. So we do get the last word. God gets the last words, not problems, not hardships, not trials, not difficulties, not depression. We get the last word, and it is a word of victory. But on this earth, there is a solution. You're going to outlive most of all of your problems. There will be a resolution. Yes, things might change but this has come to pass, not to stay. You will be happy again. There will be joy in your life. You need that positive outlook. You need to look into the future and see yourself as victorious, see yourself as winning, see yourself as joyful and experiencing great life. I like what Hal Borland says. He was a writer for the New York Times and he just said, no winter lasts forever. No spring skips its turn. Spring is coming again. Winter won't last forever. Give yourself a vision of the future. Trust that you have a reservoir of wisdom inside of you, innovation. You have so much know-how within you. And what you don't know, there is a cloud of witnesses surrounding you. People, trusted friends, advisors, and God himself, the Holy Spirit speaking to you. You will overcome your problem. You will. So arm and guard yourself with this attitude. Here's the second statement. Your problems will make you grow. Yep, adversity causes growth. It forces you, problems, struggles, pain, forces you to dig down deep and grab your brave and know that you are being stretched, that you are growing, you have more capacity than what you know. And in adversity, you will find innovation, attributes, gifts. You will find a resilience, a grit that you didn't know that you had before these circumstances hit. Plus, you will come up with things. You will pivot, you will shift, and you will find yourself with new opportunities that would not have happened if you had not encountered these problems. We know that most inventions in life are solving problems. I can't remember the name of the man who invented Velcro. But he went out into the brush one time to do some pheasant hunting, and he was so frustrated by these birds that kept getting in his pant legs until one day he said, I need to investigate what this is. He put it under the microscope, and he saw that these burrs had little tentacles that stuck to fabric, and thus Velcro was created. So his problems caused him to get a grip. <laughs> That was funny, I think. But we discover places in our heart that we need to rise. Where is life calling you to be more brave? Where is God calling you to come up and be courageous and exercise your faith? Now, if you have pain in your life, 
and you're not overcoming it, then you may want to realize that this pain is calling you to discover where there's unresolved hurt or trauma or unforgiveness or some fear or some kind of a situation that's still wounded in your life. And even that, if you feel that pain, your problems are calling you to grow. So you will grow because of your problems. And that's a good thing. The third thing I wanna leave you with is pain hurts, but it is a motivator. Pain is a motivator. It will cause you to move. We all know the famous quote, if you touch a hot stove, you will move quickly. Pain sends signals to your brain that says move, stir, stand up, get out of here, do something. But pain in a good way can motivate you. Mary Tyler Moore says pain nourishes courage. You can't be brave if you only have wonderful things happening to you. But only when pain reaches me deeply am I ready to make a change. So pain motivates me to act to move, to get unstuck. Pain will force you to face your fears. So let pain do its work. Let it motivate you. Are you feeling discontent? Is there some pain in your life right now? Are you trying to outrun something or avoid something? Stop, turn around, look it in the face and let pain motivate you to grow and to change and to develop and to become the best version of yourself possible. Number four, you learn how to take bad experiences and get positive results. Pain can be good for you because from that pain, you can experience something beautiful. There's an energy that pain can foster. Ask Candace Leitner. On September 5th in 1980, her daughter Carrie was hit by a drunk driver and killed. Hit and run accident. And that forced Candace to take that pain and to do something with it. And she founded MAD, Mothers Against Drunk Drivers. And today there's a chapter of MAD in every United States and in every province in Canada. What can pain cause you to do? Use that energy to get good results. We don't just sit in a pile of smoldering ashes. We rise up like that phoenix. We get the gold from our fire and say, if it hadn't have been for that pain, I wouldn't have this. Number five, when pain comes, find its source if you can, and then choose a positive outlook. A lot of times we have pain because we're focusing on the wrong thing. What do you think? Do people focus on the negative or the positive? Well, of course, 100%. We focus on the negative. We just tend to see the negative things, the pessimistic, what's wrong, oh. And I am by personality, I recognize I am a silver lining kind of a person. I do look for the positive. I do quickly reframe. I might see what's wrong, but I don't like to speak it out loud for a long period of time. I don't like to dwell there. I don't like to live there. I want to reframe quickly because I am looking for a positive outlook because I do believe that God is saying that whatever's going on, it's going to work out for my good. And I'm not just Pollyanna, but and I am acknowledging myself. I do want you to acknowledge your pain. Yes, this hurt. This wounded me. Now what? Now what am I going to do? So I'm ready to reframe. There was a study of 100,000 women. And it was presented at the American Psychosomatic Society in their annual meeting. And they found there was a strong correlation between optimism and a person's risk for cancer-related death 
or heart disease and early death, especially in women. So can you choose a positive outlook? Are you convinced that this will work out for your good? I don't mean to quote Romans 8, 28, but I guess I am. Are you believing God that all things are going to work out for your good? When I went through my divorce in 2008, I didn't see a positive ending to that. I didn't see any good. I didn't see how God was going to be glorified from that. It was painful. It was embarrassing. I carried shame. But I am here to tell you that God brought so much glorious things from that, that while I still grieve that God's ideal and his best, I wasn't able to uphold that in my life. I am so far beyond that. I am just like, God, thank you so much for your glorious resolution to a really painful situation. And what God did for me, he's going to do for you, regardless of what it is, even if it might have been your fault. Aren't you thankful for the washing of the water of the word of God and his forgiveness? You will be an overcomer. Number six, that's my point. God allowed it. So what did he have in mind? Do you trust the intention of God's heart? You know, every attack against you is formulated by the enemy to get you to quit trusting God, to get you to turn your back on God, or to doubt God's love for you. But God didn't stop this pain. And that might even make you mad. That might make you angry. That might even hurt more. That's all right. God can handle it. Go ahead and voice your objections to God. Go ahead and state your fears. Go ahead and tell him how you feel about that. And he invites all of your emotions and you don't have to be pretty about it either. You can be ugly, cry, ugly emotions, let it out. But understand that his goodness and his heart, he allowed this in your life. And so you can expect that he will work it out for your best. And that's a great phrase to even adopt in your vocabulary. God will work it out just as I expect him to. What is your expectation of God? He's going to do it. So let God connect the dots in your life. Only he knows the grand purpose. And number seven, experience is not the best teacher. Evaluated experience is the best teacher. So I have an acronym. I'm going to close with this to help you ingest this principle of saying, let pain work for you. When you have a difficult circumstance, when you have something in your life that's really hard for you, a hardship or a trial, I want you to say, I can learn from this. I can learn from this. That is your philosophy. Learn means this. Ready for the acronym? Here we go. L, lean into the pain and ask it for its wisdom. What does this pain want to teach you? What are you to learn? Acknowledge your heart, acknowledge your hurt and embrace the change. Yes, I hurt in my heart. Yes, I have pain. Pain, what do you want to teach me? So learn from your experience. Lean into the pain and ask, what do you want me to learn? E, evaluate. What could you have done differently? This is evaluating you and your response. What went wrong? Is there anything that you've done? Was there a decision you made? Was there a comment you made? Did you misjudge a situation? Did you react to something in anger or in fear? Are you ashamed of how you acted and so you withdrew? But evaluate what went wrong. A, affirm the positive emotions, actions, and intentions that you did have in your own heart, what good intentions did you have? What did you do that was good and right? Celebrate yourself. 
Did you decide to take responsibility for you? Doesn't mean you're at fault. It means you're responsible. In other words, no one else can decide on a great future but you. No one else can decide who you're going to become because of this but you. So take that kind of responsibility and say, this happened to me, but I get to make it happen for me. Did you take the high road? So affirm yourself in what you did. Good job, self. Good job. R in learn, L-E-A-R. Reframe the experience. Gain and grow from it. Answer these questions. Fill in the blank. If this hadn't have happened, then I never would have blank. If this hadn't have happened, I would never know this. Or now I know blank. So reframe your experience to look for that positive result that we talked about a moment ago. William Penn said, no pain, no palm, no thorns, no throne, no gall, no glory, no cross, no crown. And N, name your victory for next time. Never say never. Don't say, I'm never doing that again. All right, well, I'm never getting those results again. But no, just name your victory. Get back up on that horse. Expect that with evaluated experience, you're going to do better next time. You've got wisdom. You've got muscle memory. You've got knowledge. You will do better in the future. Don't quit. Stay engaged in life. Get back up. And like I like to say, you grow, girl. You keep going. All right, Kayla Mills says, you never know how strong you are until being strong is the only choice you have. That's what I have for you today. Stay strong, brave-hearted sister. I hope that you will. And today, if you want to grow, I invite you to jump on my website, braveheartedwoman.com forward slash resources and claim your free one-on-one 15-minute consultation with me. I'd love to help coach you, inspire you, get you moving, help put a blueprint together for you to live your best life. And as always, Dawn Damon, your brave heart mentor saying, find your brave and live your vision. Coming brave. If this has helped you, be sure to share it with someone and subscribe so you never have to miss another episode. For more about me, my books, my coaching, or online courses, visit DawnDamon.com. And as always, be brave and live your vision. Mm-hmm.